They just woke up from a dream I had where I was sitting in front of a church with two friends who I haven't seen in a long time. They're not really my, my friends anymore. It was dark outside. For some reason, my old house was like just directly adjacent to the church. We went over there and there was a like a cavern, like a mine shaft almost. And we went in there. I saw an egg that was there with this black patterning on it. I got scared, so I ran away. And I went back and I sat in front of the church. And both my dogs came and like lick me and stuff, but they were both solid black now. And my friends came back over there too. For some reason in front of the church, the police were investigating the ground, just looking at it. And I said something to both my friends jokingly about this year bringing the apocalypse. I looked up at the sky in the same patterning that was on these eggs kind of morphed in the clouds and then rain just poured until everything turned black. sounds in the background you know oh, yeah, it's hard it to gets hear. very just packed with sound but uh so we we're talking the other day right uh-huh. about jojo rabbit i still want to see that movie i haven't seen it rosio's nocturne so you know a lot about film music you listen to it a lot mm, i know a little bit about something i took fine art when i was in school you did? Uh-huh. You never told me that. Yeah. I took art class for like 10 years. 10 years? Uh-huh. Do you make visual art? What do you do? Well, I can draw. Yeah? I want to draw my own tattoo. Damn. Where did you take classes? Mostly in high school, middle school, elementary. Mm. And then I did stuff on the side for myself. I used to give away my art to people. I do that too. I just haven't had a reason to draw something in a long time. <laughs> I just do it as like a... I said this to you before. It's like, relax. It's like a little too relaxed, but also the way that like a blacksmith makes a bunch of like knives or whatever. Just like... I wouldn't describe nails. art like... I wouldn't yeah. describe art like that. For me, it's a process of blacksmith improving. Art. A blacksmith is like doing sculpting. 
you already see what you want to make in the material. Art's not the same. Yeah, that's true. Art, you create it while you're doing it. Yes. That's real art. For me, it's like the, the act of channeling something through you. I've tried to practice it just by doing it poorly many, 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 many times and proving to myself uh, th there's this writer who said that you know, his advice for writers is write a screenplay to prove to yourself that you're a shitty writer <laughs> and do it again the next day. My ex-wife's a writer. Yeah? I don't remember which website she wrote for. She wrote a uh, she wrote a little light novel called Breeder. Hmm. Breeder. She wrote like three or four little books. Got over 80,000 people reading them. What's Breeder about? Breeder, ironically, is, about, is a vampire story. They were popular at the time. She loves vampires, being a big Anne Rice fan. Who doesn't <laughs> love vampires? Yeah. It depends on how you look at it. It's predator or prey. I wouldn't want to be eaten by a vampire. <gasps> would I like the power of one? I think most people would. I'd miss the sunlight, though. Yeah. I'd miss the people who die eventually in your thousand year life, you know. Just turn them. <laughs> so we're talking about kind of atypical neurology, like people with dyslexia, people with autism, uh, people with different ways of perceiving thinking. and processing information, yeah? No. You said that like a lot of the classes that you took were developed for people with, with dyslexia. dyslexia. Uh huh. Dyslexia class. What was that like? What was that like? I didn't think nothing of it because I'd done it all my life. Yeah. Other kids might have looked at it like you're in a special ed class. Yeah, I even rode the short bus for two years. I was the big helper. <laughs> <laughs> so funny how like people are categorized as you know well they used to see dyslexia as a handicap and they know better nowadays yeah. it's not a handicap yeah well it's same just, with autism like autism has a social handicap to it they can't communicate the same way it can be a superpower though no there's no such thing as a dumb autistic even ones that can't communicate with you Right. You, very, you said very, your your brother, right, is autistic? Mm-hmm. He's yeah. high-functional autistic. He's president of the robotics club at LSU. He develops, like, drones and new technology for cell phones. He can build his own computers, and he makes uh, 3D printers. That's so cool, man. I just seen a little laser engraver he made sit there and grave on small things. He yeah. made that as hell. He's always been in electronics and uh, computers and robotics. Most autistic people are. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's, it's like me sitting there looking at like a big math equation and it gives me a headache. You know, oh, he yeah. loves it. Yeah. He excels at it. Well, like when we were talking about dyslexia, it, I think that I have a lot of traits of dyslexia. I never was officially categorized as dyslexic, but... Oh, what did you say you had? Uh, well, 
ADHD is something that I was prescribed medicine for and stuff. Ah, they prescribe that to everything. That's called <laughs> That's being a kid. <laughs> yeah. I am very, like, uh, I don't know. Technically, I should have My that. attention is not long. That's because you don't focus it. That's true. There's you're, a difference. You're also telling me about, like, meditating and, like, focusing on a single point and trying to turn everything black. Yeah, you gotta imagine everything going black till it actually happens. I try. I only tried it for maybe five minutes, and not, nothing really happened. Well, it might take you a couple of hours. Something that did happen, though, I was staring at this point on the ceiling, and I noticed color, like, like uh, you know, the ceiling was white, but really, the ceiling with the changing light was like green and orange and red, and these very slightly changing hues. Oh, that's because you were letting that happen. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's part of how that works. I was also, I was staring at the carpet during one of those Jesus lectures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, that like, sounds more like daydreaming. There was, well... Daydreaming is almost like a form of meditation. It was like that, but I was focused only on visual perception. And the carpet, like, it was like... I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but it was like it was like jetting out towards me and then like pulsating out from this one spot. After yeah. like 10 minutes of staring at one single spot. That's eye strain. Mm. But you'll never be able to see it like I do. I can actually look at stuff and it can look like that to me easily because my eyes are very nearsighted. <laughs> when everything's already blurry, you can blend everything easier. Mm. But you've, you've been able to just turn everything into blackness? Yeah, just by staring and focusing. How long does I that take? I actually read that. Yeah. In an old Forgotten Realms novel. <laughs> what is Forgotten Realms? Oh. I've never heard of it. Forgotten Realms, uh, it was made by the old creators of TSR, then bought out by Wizards of the Coast as fantasy theories. Okay. A lot of D&D is based off of it. Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, yeah. It's a prime fantasy world for their campaign. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. World building fun. <laughs> There's this Elliot Smith song uh, with a lyric that says, uh, why would you want any other when you're a world within a world? Yeah, you are. Because your imagination is endless. It is. It's infinite. And people don't ever tap into that power. Some do. Yeah, we can only scratch it's rare. the surface. Yeah. See if I can find a better one. I've kind of experienced a lot of people telling me that I'm stupid as a kid, and then a lot of people telling me I'm smart when I'm older. <laughs> but I'm still stupid in the ways that I was stupid, that I was called stupid, you know? Yeah, maybe. But like. Stupidity <clears throat> is when you know something's wrong and you keep doing it. Ignorance when you just don't know any better. Mm. You never learn better. I just mean like inability to do anything mathematical or... Uh, well, you deal with mathematics every day. You just don't realize it. Well, yeah, but like how you were talking about it, you see an equation and it's just like gives you a headache. It just means nothing like... To it me, means something. I just don't understand it fully. I was never that great in math. Yeah. I've tried so hard at math. Like, I've really tried very hard and I just 
you know, numbers aren't in the right patterns, and, like, I don't retain them for more than a few seconds, and, like, it, it just does not work for me, you know? Yeah, it, I it, understand it, that. It, well, yeah, well, like, being in, like, a dyslexic class. That would have helped you with that. I bet. Well, how did it... Moonlight Sonata. ...differ? Was it just helping you with the specific areas that you were struggling with, or did it... It was generalized. Yeah? It's generalized to help you, uh... I love Moonlight Sonata. It's beautiful. Never heard it? Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, I'm surprised. I'm a moon child. When you're born under the symbol of cancer, the moon is your ruling planet. I have a cancer symbol on my leg. <laughs> with a stick and poke. Mm. The half moon right now. Mm-hmm. I pay attention to it even though I can't see it that well. Last year we actually had a green moon after that comet hit off the military base off in Iceland. What? How? Toxins shot into the atmosphere. That's crazy. I'm amazed you never noticed that. It's the only green moon I've ever seen in my entire life. It had a green haze over it for almost two nights straight. Full moon. Wow. But, um. I've seen it all red before. Ah, uh, it's just a blood moon. <laughs> blood moon, blue moon. Sometimes you'll have a dog moon in the middle of the summer. What's a dog moon? Uh, it's supposed to be a bad omen. Yeah? It's kind of slightly orangish brown. Which, in a way, it really is a bad omen because whenever the moon looks yellowish or brown like that, it's because there's a lot of dirt and debris in the atmosphere. Yeah. Usually because a volcano went off or a meteorite struck somewhere. It's interesting how things like, you know, omens or, like, vibes or magical things that are from the past actually are informing you of something that could be scientifically quantifiable in some way. Well, yeah, magic is just a term for things that are unexplained, that we don't have a measurement for. That's right. all magic is. And then when it's understood, it's be- it becomes science. Yep. Yeah. I forgot who it was, but you know that quote that's like, uh, any sufficiently advanced technology would appear as magic to, like, a primitive people. Star Trek. Yeah? Is that what it's from? It was in Star Trek. Yeah. If you were so, so advanced in science, it would look like magic to us. Exactly. I mean, But we know better. We're in an age where you know anything is possible. Yeah. Be grateful for that. When I was first born, cloning was impossible. Cell phones didn't really exist except for giant boxes, and the internet wasn't available until I was like 16. Yeah. (laughs) Huh. Well, imagine being born in that age. Yeah, I can't really... Well, I guess I can imagine a world without an internet, but... uh, Yeah? I don't know. It was like my childhood. I didn't didn't have access to the internet, but I was just a kid, so it didn't matter. Yeah, but you knew it was there. You'd go to the library, use it. Yeah. Or use it at school. I did have access to the information on it. There you go. Imagine whenever you couldn't have that access. Somebody was talking about that, how you'd have to sort of, like, 
seek out the people with the information so you'd, you'd find like you'd have to go to school go to the library learn it from somebody now you can teach yourself even though most people choose not yeah well yeah most people watch tiktoks and <laughs> it's all kinds of bullshit which i you know i don't like tiktok but i wasted a lot of time but like it's it's I don't know. I'm like okay. a self-learner. Like, and it's I, called book smart. You need to increase your wisdom and get some street smarts. Yeah. That was that whole conversation about cops earlier. I know you <laughs> want to stand for that, but there's a time to stand, and then there's a time to sit there and listen. <laughs> yeah. Well, about we were talking about... Um, Pissing off cops. Pissing <laughs> off cops. And getting beaten by cops. Getting, uh, you know, harassed by cops. So much not the ass whooping from them, but it's what those charges that they could stick on you unfairly can ruin your life. That's very true. That's what you gotta worry about. It's the long term effects. It's like the older you get, the more likely you are to not break a bone, but if you do break one, the longer it stays with you the rest of your life. True. So you gotta think along those terms. Most people who are young don't think about that. Why do you think us people who get are older learn that and start trying to tell y'all that? Yeah. Sounds stupid, but... No, it doesn't parents, sound stupid. My parents were very right about a lot of things. <laughs> like what? Like what I just said. Don't fuck with cops? No, I mean, just pay attention to the long-term effects of your actions. Mm. That's, yeah. I mean, yeah, I never... You're supposed to strike when the iron's hot in the moment. You are supposed to do that, but at the same time, you got to keep it in the back of your mind. All right, what are the other effects that this can cause to me? Yeah. Or those I care about, or to what's around you. Yeah. People don't take the time to think about that. Then they end up <laughs> like some of these fuckers. Yeah, incarcerated. Incarcerated or spending the next three years going to court paying for bullshit, having their money taken from them or losing their kids or having their whole lives ruined. Because they didn't take a moment to think about a decision. That's true. But, well, I understand what you're saying. I hope so. It's simple. Also, how on earth are we going to fix that? You can't. Why not? Life experience is the only thing that can fix that for you. But I, I, I don't. If you don't learn that fire burns, you'll never quit being fascinated with it. Well, I just I hate systems of oppressive authority. Not all of them. Welcome to life. And we put them there. <clears throat> and you're part of that system too. Well, yeah, which is why I feel a responsibility. If you don't do nothing about it, all you're doing is spewing hot air, and you're just like everybody else. Well, I think that ideas Ideas are useless if nobody takes them up. Well, yeah, if nobody takes them up, yeah. But I think that they're maybe the only important thing. I mean, action is important as well. But, like, my hero as a kid was Christopher Hitchens. You know him? Mm -mm. He was a writer, and uh, he wrote for Vanity Fair, and he wrote books um, about... 
um, right. about. Tana's mightier than the sword whenever it chooses to be so. But that Alexander the Great almost conquered the known world. <laughs> That's true. He was intelligent. Yes, he was. He was more than just a conqueror, because every city he ever took over, he unified religion, he created academies of learning. Mm -hmm. He thought about the empire he was creating. Yeah. People don't think about that. Ooh. I need to look up Night Atop Bald Mountain. You'd probably like that one. That's a song? You remember it from Disney? Well, maybe. You might be too young for it. What does it end? Oh, it's Symphony. It's mm. in Disney movies? Uh-huh. On their Halloween special. Mm. Their old one. Oh, you gonna tell me I can't find it? Let me look it up. It's actually about a demon. Yeah. yeah. We're also talking about uh, the Wiccan religion, right? Do you know a lot about it? No, a decent amount. I was married to a witch. Right. What did you learn about it? Well, from her, not to piss her off about it. Yeah. <laughs> Wiccan's all about respecting life and nature and consequences. Consequences? Well, yeah, every spell you do comes back. Yes. That's not a top ball now. That's why she doesn't believe in doing curses and all that good shit because. If you're gonna curse somebody, you're gonna have to expect it to come back twofold on you. Yeah. Because with the nature of being an evil person, just know if you're gonna spite somebody, you're spiting yourself twice as bad. Makes a lot of sense. I, I feel like, huh, uh, I don't know, I've, you know, I don't really use the same terminology, but I've done like intuitive forms of I suppose ritualism that has had like huge ramifications, like huge effects, and I'm you doing do it. I'm doing it uh, without knowledge of well anything about it. Like that's not good. It's dangerous. You don't want to bring something into your life that you don't know nothing about. I kind of do though. Not that I don't That's intentionally curiosity. want something that I know nothing about, but as we were talking about how many things are ununderstood, I don't know if you can really... Probably you never heard of this. I haven't. That's not a top ball mountain. Play on Halloween night. That's kind of like my wife's good at reading oars. I have a golden oar. Yeah? What does that mean? protection. Golden Golden's associated with intelligence as well. Mm. That's another variant of it. I just know anytime people talk about ghosts, spirits, and demons and all that, and they're scared of a place that could be with me, and it doesn't scare them. 
be what with they you? They could be with me and it won't scare them or bother them. Yeah. That stuff has never scared me. It's been... I've been to some places I've been scared of before. Nothing happened to me, but you get a bad feeling, you listen to your gut and you leave. See, I... I put that there for a reason. Those kinds of forces that people tend to fear have been protective of me since I was a kid. Oh, I don't fear forces like that. I don't fear forces like that. Graveyards are calm to me. They're very calm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love graveyards. I feel serene when I'm in them, yeah. Because it's a place of peace. It is. I've been in very unpeaceful places. Like what? Hmm. Like when I was a night security guard at Earl K. Long. There's only certain areas in there I couldn't go and walk in by myself without feeling wrong. What is that place? It is an old charity hospital. It don't exist no more. I'm doing security for the filming crews. Boy, every single guard up there had a ghost story. They used to filter all the inmates from Angola and stuff there. They still had prison cages in the front of the hospital. Wow. Used to be the best gunshot ward in uh, Baton Rouge. I couldn't go in the underpassages at the bottom for all the maintenance access. And the third floor would get my goat a little bit. Yeah? That and the, uh, the blood pathology rooms. Huh. What was yeah. what was the what was the feeling associated with it? You just get a negative negative vibe. Yeah. Like you don't want to be there. It builds the fear. I get something building up like that, I leave. Yeah. I And I've been in some places by myself many times. Yeah. Even being homeless. Mm -hmm. Places that other people are scared to be at. Right. And they don't bother me. It's kind of like you're walking down a dark road and you got a choice to go down left or right path and you get that bad feeling from the left path. I'm going to go right because it makes sense. You're being warned ahead of time for a reason. It's interesting. That's called your gut. I'm the opposite way. I go towards the thing that scares me and every time uh, that I've done it, I've gotten to the center of it and it's, the fear is gone. Oh, and yeah. I've shown that I shouldn't have been afraid. Say what may is. That's the opposite. Well, maybe you have a keener sense of, you know. Yeah, usually things like that, I don't go towards them because that's when you hear the next day somebody got shot and robbed down that road. Or somebody died in a car wreck whenever they drove off. Yeah. Those are the things that pick up for me. It ain't ghosts and demons. <laughs> exactly, yeah. People are worse than demons. You're absolutely right. That is the only thing that I'm really, that's the kind of gut feeling that I'm like, oh shit. Like, yeah. yeah. If it's something cursed or there's supposed to be ghosts there, that doesn't bother me. I'd go in a heartbeat. They don't bother me. Every yeah. haunted place I've ever been in, every dark, spooky area people have talked about, I've been there. Yeah, and it's absent of the people who are gonna try to fucking rob you. <laughs> now, I've been to places where people have been hurt, sold off, mm. or killed. 
they don't scare me, but you can definitely feel sadness there. Yeah. Places do have like a resonance. Mm-hmm. You leave a resonance whenever you die. Some people believe that's what a ghost is, like the last final thoughts of what you were before whatever happened, happened. Wow. Some people believe that. Almost like a psychic afterimage. But then again, ghosts could also be other beings from dimension, different dimensions. Right. Well, we've been knowing other dimensions exist since the 80s. Like through physics and stuff, you mean? Yeah, they used a machine that shot what was called golden particles. It was particles of light. And they shoot it through different spectrums of light. I still have the Time, ma not the Time magazine, the Discovery magazine on that article. And they would shoot it through different spectrums of light and they could observe that some of those particles would disappear in certain spectrums of light and come out the other side. Hmm. It's kind of like how we know alternate realities exist. Like parallel realities? No, alternate. How so? What do you mean? I don't know a lot about that. They conducted a test. They took like a filament. I don't remember what type of filament. I remember it was like in Science Weekly and they put it in a glass container that was a vacuum. You know, in a vacuum, you don't make sound or anything. It's kind of like in space. Right. Even though space translates sound very clearly. We know that. But in a vacuum, you make, there is no sound. No sound, no wind, nothing whatever. nothing for the waves to travel through. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it travels clearly, but there's nothing, there's no, there would be no sound because there's no friction from the wave traveling. I, I guess, oh, okay. I think I'm explaining that right. I'm not, I'm not a hardcore scientist. Right, I just yeah. remember that the topic. You don't need to explain it all in technical terms, but. Well, imagine a glass container that has a vacuum, they have a filament in it, and they just shake it, and they register it. I don't know, computer, machines, light, whatever they were using to test it. It was making sound and not making sound. You have a stick bug crawling on your back. Oh my God, get it off me. Okay, one second. For the love of Christ, get that bitch off me. Okay, there you go. It's gone. It was literally a walking stick. Yep, with another one on its back. They're endangered, I hope you didn't hurt it. Well, but I was they, gonna they... grab it, but sometimes they give off, they leave this smell on your hands it's like they always almost do. toxic it's nasty well yeah they, they stink but that's they're just creepy as fuck i don't like they're, them they are creepy where'd you knock it off to back there i appreciate that yeah of course i've been climbing <laughs> trees before and gotten a big handful of stick bug and oh I've my god fall on my face and everything fuck that they're harmless you can yeah. hold them and everything else i just i like them Oh, I do too, whenever I can see them. Yeah. One just on my back all of a sudden. It's yeah. A little, a little bit creepy. <laughs> oh. oh, I see it now. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I hope she's okay. She is. That's a female. That's yeah, a male. Got a little. They move so slow too. God, I can't believe that big son of a bitch was on my back and I didn't know it. They move so slow. <laughs> I'm not going to hurt you. I just don't want to be creeped out by you. They can move fast when they want to. Yeah. should go there and scare the fuck out of everybody. <laughs> you should film that for your podcast.
be respectful of those things to that information when you do a tattoo with someone acknowledging that it's like constellation you can find constellations and points um, meridians and meridian what was the is type a of thing that you said uh meridians are something gong qigong qigong okay the hookup the the hook or up. Hook up. Hook up. Why can I do it in So you get, so you well, have two bags of noodles. Well, as much as you want, depending on what you want. So you can have any kind of noodles any or kind ramen of usually? Ramen, any kind of noodles. Okay. And then you have some kind of chips or like cheese. I do like burritos, but we don't have burritos, so. So we're using. Period. Using Planner's cheese curl. And then it's like chicken or tuna. Yeah, I like tuna. What you gonna do? You gonna put some water in it, you're gonna make these noodles swell. You're gonna drain all the water out. Then we're gonna take that tuna, we're gonna put the mayonnaise and mustard and some hot sauce in it, get these seasoning pack, crush up some of these chips. In here, we call that one bowl when the noodles are ready, all the water's out, we put it all together and whip it up. So you put it back in the in the pack of the noodles? But you crunch it in the noodles. And you also crush the noodles up by throwing it on the ground, right? right? Yeah. Pretty simple. Real simple. Bon appetit. Okay, it's called Edgar Gacy's Association for Research and Enlightenment. He founded in 1931. I didn't know his name. 31, damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's a free uh the ARE. Huh. I feel like Oh yeah, bitch is making it. A lot of people oh, okay. yeah. That's Edgar Gacy. Edgar he was Gates. called the sleeping prophet. Wow. I don't like this website because it's too much like a church thing. It's better if you read up on the historical yes. part of it. I was about to say, like, a lot right. of people Edgar delve Gates. into these areas of, well, you know, things like channeling or or astral projection or whatever. That's what you do. Yeah. But then they combine it. Since they're like, oh, it's religion, they put faith into it. He channeled answers to questions. He was known as American clairvoyant. Yeah. He was very famous during his time, and almost all of his shit was accurate to a T. That's, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it, you can build incredibly complex structures. Oh, no, he did all this shit. Like, he can tell you what you're doing next week, and you would end up doing it without realizing it. People started to take advantage of his abilities. That's why he quit doing shit for the public. Yeah? Yeah, like people would ask him lotto numbers or where the next oil well would be. Shit like that. Mm. How do you arrive at these things? He didn't just instantly know them, right? No. You'd, uh, you'd have to read up on it. Yeah, I will. Ever since he was a child, he was able to do that. Let's see here. So yeah, I was kind of surprised you never heard about him. I hadn't. Thank you for telling me. Oh yeah, you'll love reading about that guy. 
See, when I was younger, I met this girl who is like that, but, and I'm, I'm, I don't have that ability to that extent at all, but I have little glimmers of it. And she did too, but much more powerfully. And she opened my eyes to that thing. And we both were, well, not adept at it in any way and didn't understand it, but resonated with each other in that same way. And well, through me being totally inept and it being new to me, like I'm, <laughs> it just got magically destroyed. <laughs> still there, you just lost it. Yeah. You haven't focused it. Huh. You don't ever lose a gift that you have. And if you do lose a gift, it gets replaced with another one. One door opens, one door closes. Huh. It's kind of like if you go blind, you'll be able to feel and smell better. Yeah. Same difference. Your other senses become sharper. I can't see future sights and all that. I've never been that type of person. Mine's more, if you want to call it an ability, the ability to calm people, the ability to sit there and protect people from dark forces, and the ability to have empathy on a highly, highly advanced level. I hate it. <laughs> That's how she was. Empathic. Yeah. I've learned how to shut it down a bit. Yeah? She kind of it's hard began to do because it was too much. Uh-huh. You have to. If I walk around feeling everybody's problems every single day, I'd be depressed every single day. That's how I feel too. Yeah, but do you feel it because you feel what people feel or because that's just how you feel? I get it. I, I don't I don't so much. I'm not empathic like she was or like you're describing. I mean, I could be completely happy and walk through like a burn ward and be very unhappy, even though I've never seen a single person behind yes, every closed behind door. Every closed door. Yeah. I could just feel it. It's oppressive. I feel like everybody has a little bit of that, but some people have it just like a like a river. Yeah. Everybody has the ability to have empathy. Cancers are probably some of the strongest ones. Yeah. Family and loyalty. That's why we're also called living lie detectors. Once we get to know you, it's very, very hard to lie to us. And if you do and you think you got away with it, it's just because we didn't find it important enough to say anything. Mm. It's not worth the time because everybody lies. That's true. Everybody. Everybody does lie. I lie. I do too. When people ask me if I lie, though, I say I've never lied in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, many people don't get that it's a joke. It's a like joke it. and the <laughs> truth. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. That's interesting. And a half truth is still a lie. I excel at half truths. Ooh, me too. Shit, when I was a kid, it's like I used to tell my parents. Well, my mom, not my dad. Like, I could turn lying into an art form. <laughs> if I really need, if you really needed an explanation for something or why I did something, I could tell you the best story you ever want to hear. 
could just note at the beginning of that statement, I just said a story, right? I never said the truth. <laughs> it's so hard to communicate the shadow of the thing that you are. You know Not what I mean? Really. Like, it, it... Be blunt. Right. I don't know, just... If you like, meet somebody, you. you're not just like, you don't shake hands and just list every terrible thing you've ever done or thought or whatever, you know? But like, if you're- on the person. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a serial killer trapped in the body of a mind. I got the mind of a serial killer with the body of a pacifist. <laughs> or the soul of a pacifist, there you go. Uh, Better way to put it. Yeah? Because I'm not in a wheelchair. I'm quite capable of doing horrible things. Yeah. I just might feel bad about it. Sometimes. Sometimes I don't feel bad at all. I feel delighted. Yeah. I have uh, I have an impulse to to uh, sadistic violence and manipulation. Manipulation I don't care so much for. Yeah. Violence, yeah. Mm. But I guess I, that's manipulation in its own way. But but like I was saying, I don't intend to manipulate. I just, it just happens sometimes. I could be being spiteful. Hmm. Spiteful or cruel or selfish. I have a lot of selfish. I have a lot of selfish. Because oh, you haven't lived long enough to not be selfish. I also have a lot of selflessness that is in some way actually a complex of like martyrdom. Don't we all? You actually give a shit. <laughs> I do give a shit. I get. I do. I really do. Just remember, all your selflessness will never balance out any selfishness. Hmm. You think things balance out? I try to. I like having things in balance. Hmm. That girl I was talking about, one of the first conversations we had, I said, like, do you believe in karma? She's like, yeah. And oh, yeah. I said, I believe in karma. Well, I said I don't. Well, I was like 19. Yeah, so I was look like, where you're at now. <laughs> yeah, Better well, that's the thing. Karma. I've I've been taught. You learn better. Well, what you put out there comes back eventually, some way, shape, or form, even if you don't realize it. Well, I, I feel like I've, I have gotten things that I deserve, you know, and I don't, I don't like the concept of like victimhood for myself. But That's not I have received. <laughs> That's like, just getting back what you put out there. Well, I've received a lot of terrible things for for nothing. Like for are you sure it was for nothing, or you yeah. think it was for something that you didn't perceive? If I was in, a, if I did things in a past life or something, perhaps you know, if karma's that works that way. It but does. well, then perhaps, but. And I'm not talking about your childhood. You don't ever blame yourself for anything, the evils of others, ever. Well, that kind of is what I'm talking about. Like, I was about to say, you haven't been alive long enough to really get a good taste of karma. Yeah. I remember riding by, probably the best example of karma in my life, 
was just being a mean bastard riding around in a car with my friends. I was high and I stood on this little black kid on his bike riding by, just being an asshole. It was funny. <laughs> well, I name a week later, I'm walking to work and some fucking rednecks nailed me with like a half full 16 ounce beer while driving by. <laughs> that's, that's like a very good example of karma. Yeah. Huh. You're getting back, not twice, but three or four times what you put out there. Hmm. And people who are criminals who seem like they got it all and did all this horrible shit, you're not looking beyond the surface of what's really fucking them up. They might die alone or die completely unhappy, and you'd never know because all you see is the success and all the shit they got away with. And, right. Oh, this person was a monster. You don't well, see it. That person, that, that person who's a monster is probably a monster because they're probably the most miserable being you've ever seen. Right. And every day is pain to them, and that is their karma. Right. People don't realize that. Mm. Some of the people that hurt me and my people I cared about, I'd rather see them live. Yeah. Some of them. Some of them don't deserve to live. Mm. I would fucking kill them in a heartbeat. There are some people I would do that to. Or, or at least, There's I don't people know. If you, had talk, if you had asked me that like two years ago, I would have, in a, in a lit, literally in a heartbeat, yeah. But now, the question I don't is, know. is, if you're in that instant, could you? I could. I don't know. I could. That's called hatred. If somebody can inspire hatred in me, they're not good people. Mm. Yeah. I can be a very hateful person. That's also another another thing being a cancer. Once you're, you're once you're the friend of a cancer, it's lifelong. You get the greatest loyalty. Almost unbreakable. But whenever you finally become an enemy, it's forever. I'm that way. Mm. Not where well, you're Scorpio. You're almost like a cancer. Yeah. That's why Scorpios and Cancers get along. Mm. But you're, yeah, yeah. Whenever, my emotions like when you're, you're an enemy, your mind. when you're an enemy, it's uh, it's. There's more than just an enemy. I could forgive an enemy. Yeah. When you're a fucking monster that inquires my, incurs my true hatred, yeah. that's forever. It I doesn't go away. I don't ever yeah. forgive you, and I never will. Yeah. Not until you're dead and in the ground. Then I might forgive you. I've tried to practice letting go the malice that I have because <coughs> because it's so fucking heavy well, and I think that maybe that isn't actually a noble thing to do it depends on what it is if somebody, know, raped, just, somebody raped and sold off your girlfriend I would probably say it would be more noble to hate that person until they were dead in the ground I'm not saying hold. I know hatred. somebody who didn't sell so off someone I loved, but who raped someone I loved. Yeah. See, even a rapist, a rapist, I'd rather just see what they get what they deserve. He got what he. Yeah. He got what he did. Were you happy that he did? No. Then it wasn't. You weren't really hateful of that person. Maybe it you was were until I gave him what he deserved. Like. Yeah. And it was sad doing it. Yeah. 
Because you shouldn't have had to. Yeah. Say as a cancer. Well, I guess that comes with wisdom. Sometimes you have to do things you're sad about. That's, that's also the mark of leadership. Because you realize you're going to be sacrificing that part of yourself to do something greater. Yeah. And it sucks. It does. But... I'd rather be the monster for everybody just to spare them. Yeah. But nobody thinks that way. People are too selfish. Well, that's part of the deal. Yeah. They are. There's people. Boy, that's probably the worst thing to do to a cancer, too. Be somebody you really care about. I'm willing to, like, literally die for you. Yeah. And you protect the people that are causing that because you feel you have no other choice. Denying me not just vengeance, but the ability to protect other people. <laughs> yeah. That's a horrible feeling. But I can let that go after a while because I have no other choice. Yeah. And that's one other thing. Whenever you don't have a choice, don't beat yourself up over it. Feel bad about it. Carry those stones because... I hate what that one guy said in there. Guilt, pain, sin, all that. It's just a bag of rocks. Just set it down and go to the Lord. But that's not how God is supposed to accept you. Right. Every sin. The way to heaven is paved with pain. Yeah. Devil's Advocate was, uh, Devil's Advocate was a damn good movie. Yeah, I watched first, that the other day. That's the first thing the devil sits there and tells him. It's like guilt, pain, all that. It's just a bag of bricks. Just set it down and let go of it. Hmm. You're not supposed to let go of that. Because you're not showing true remorse when you can just set it aside. How are you being penitent? Oh, I killed this guy. I felt bad for it for a year. Now I can just set it off to the side like it's nothing. Right. I don't believe in that. Whenever you do wrong, you should always atone for it. If you yeah. care to. And not with a fucking, not with talking to yourself to a god. Like, you need to, you know. Well. That, that's something that annoys the shit out of me. Like, well, I've, I've been god told, uh, well, no, I mean, that's a good thing, but. Just in my own way. But, like, Catholic, I was raised Catholic, and, like, I don't you'd go to confession, life. so it's like. I don't believe You wronged someone, you go to confession, and it's absolved. But bullshit. <clears throat> what you need to do is make it right with that person, you know. Or if not that person, make it right by others. Because mm. you may never make it right with that person. That's true. You might be that drunk that ran over somebody's two-year-old, and that person might never forgive you. Right. But you might be able to save everybody else's two-year-old. That's true. Yeah. See, that's where a lot of these preachers fuck up, Catholic otherwise, that I see. But it is my own personal belief on that one that you earn. It's like you don't earn your way into heaven. Well, what do you think doing good and accepting God is but earning your way? You can't just set your sins aside and pretend like they never happened. Like, all of a sudden, Jesus said, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgive you. No, you're supposed to carry him with you. He can lay him down at his feet when he says it's okay to him. 
because if you don't feel bad for the things you did just because all of a sudden you feel like you're talking to Jesus or God, then you never really felt bad about the things you did to begin with. Yeah. See, the way that I view the world is <clears throat> perhaps there's an afterlife, perhaps there isn't. I live as if there's not. And, there is. Well, you know why? You're made out of energy, energy, so where do you think you go back you go to back when you die? Well, you know, energy again, right? I almost shot myself in the head about a year or two ago, and the Be moment glad. that I was about to do it, I just, the strongest feeling I've ever had of energy of something, of, I just realized in the moment, not, I couldn't verbalize it, but the fact that the one constant law is transfiguration. Everything does not go away. It, it is transfigured. It, yeah. You become something else. Yes. And I, I almost knew in that moment that I was not going to end my pain. I was not going to wow. do anything like that. I was there just going to no set easy. off a grenade of everything I was feeling. Yeah, there is no easy way out. Yeah. Mommy, you see that, the better you are and the happier you'll be. You'll get that peace, as they say. I almost sat there and ate a bullet, too, when my mom died when I was 19. But then I realized that was the most pussy way out. Yeah. My mom would be disappointed. Yeah. And everybody who ever cared around me was... Uh, I would cause sadness. I wouldn't stop it. Yeah. That was one of my thoughts, but it wasn't the one that stopped me. Like... That's what stopped me, is coward's way out. One of them was, yeah, I would be disappointed in me. Like, mm -hmm. even if I didn't exist anymore, I was do I would be doing something out of ignorance. My last act would be an act of ignorance. Oh, well, that's probably all of our last acts. <laughs> <laughs> Just hope it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but if it makes you feel better, you grew a little bit in that moment because you showed strength of character. And you got stronger by deciding not to. Yeah. People don't think of it that way. If you're in a video game, you might have just leveled up because you became stronger than what that was. Thank you. Oh, you too. Uh, I, I knew the moment I thought about it. I was like, can't do it. Not because I'm scared. Trust me, I had years of depression and unhappiness behind that. But just because it was stronger than I there. And I believe in strength. I don't like weakness. Weakness makes me angry. But kind of like my ex-girlfriend can understand if she would get all emotional and pissed off and want to just burst into tears and stuff, why I would get pissed off. It's like, because that bullshit makes me angry. I get the opposite reaction of what you're trying to get. I have a lot of... I was raised to be a man. It's okay for a man to cry. But... You don't cry over every little thing, because that's just weak. That's strength. But you don't have any other option with somebody like me. Sometimes crying or showing that... That vulnerability is a strength. It is. I'm not disagreeing. But she was one that, just because she was mad, she'll cry. I don't like that. Yeah. 
it does not agree well with me because you're showing weakness. When people, you let it get, you let something insignificant get to you so much, it alters the way your whole day is going, yeah, that's weak. When people embody the essence of a worm, it's just yeah, but without, without worms, you wouldn't have plants and flowers growing right. Hmm? It's true. Birds wouldn't be fed. People wouldn't fish. Worms are more important than some people. <laughs> most insignificant things are the most important things. Well, being human that you see them is insignificant.